0: On guys, welcome back to another episode of the Risk Podcast. This is episode sixteen. Uh, this episode is very special because we're doing things a little bit differently uh, on the podcast today. We've got Brother Abdul Hakim, uh, founder of Sunnah Remedies, and uh, just before getting on to the podcast, we were just discussing a little bit about what will we talk about. And uh, there's so much uh, that we can get from uh, Abdul Hakim's journey and his story in his life. Um, But what we want to do, is we want to give as much relevant value and beneficial knowledge to people as possible, especially uh, seeing as today is potentially the day before Ramadan. I don't know if it's confirmed for Ramadan tomorrow or for Friday, but either way, uh, inshallah, uh, it's in the coming days. So um, that's what we're doing on this episode. We're going to give you a whole heap of uh, beneficial information for you guys to Use practical knowledge for you guys to use this Ramadan, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, to have Abdul Hakim on. So, brother, how are you doing? You okay?
1: Alhamdulillah. Assalamu as- as- alaikum. Yes, as- how are you, brother? You okay? Alhamdulillah.
0: Long time. Long time, bro. Long time, man. Like Easy, yeah, mashallah. I think, yeah. Bro, I think uh, it wasn't too bad, bro. I came to see you, I think November time was the last time I came to see you. No, no, November. Yeah. And then uh, I, come, I come maybe every three or four months, but then obviously this lockdown happened. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: Unprecedented. So. <laughs> unprecedented times, you know what, bro? When, uh, when I hear someone say these are unprecedented times now, I just think, What are they trying to sell me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. When I say uh, genuinely, I mean, it's you know, you know it's, it's, it's unprecedented in the sense that who would have ever thought that we would be alive to witness uh, such a pandemic? Yeah, yani, do you understand? So, um, it, it's 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 overwhelming and sometimes mm. it could be scary. It's, you know, a lot of people are going through um a lot of uh, mental issues and you know unfortunately suicide is is quite is, is pr- quite prevalent i don't i'll be following the news in morocco uh, mm-hmm. even in, in the uk um, so it's tough it's tough it's tough it has its toll on the mental uh, uh part, aspect of the body and also if you're not careful the physiological aspect uh, of the body so it, it's it's that's why i say it's unprecedented times because um, from from face value okay yeah we're in the pandemic everyone's on a lockdown, mm. but you know what what about people who um have uh, abusive partners? what about people who have abusive parents um there's a lot of um a lot of things uh that go on behind the the, the title of the pandemic you know a lot of vulnerable people uh, that are indoors, so that's what i mean you know it's it's genuinely actually, it's it's a whole uh, trickle of uh, effects on different types of different uh, areas and different uh, sections of society, bro.
0: Absolutely. Spinal, I know, I mean, you touched on a few things there in a very short, short, short space of time. There's a lot of things that you touched on that I think um, a lot of us don't necessarily uh, even consider. Alhamdulillah, most of us, you know, most people that I know, yourself, myself, we come from, you know, good households. You know, we're safe within these households, within these walls you know, there's a lot of people that, that do suffer these things and, and there's a lot of monsters living in their own homes and, and now they're, they're trapped with those monsters. So subhanAllah, you know, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, even yeah. consider that. So um, I think that was, that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to bring you on, bro, is because, you know, the your thought process is very deep, mashallah, you, you analyze things uh, very meticulously. And, and I think it's, it's one of the things that has um, made you stand out from, you know, most other uh, health specialists um, out there. Um, no. So I just want to, I just want to, Kind of um, touch on uh, on on who, who you are, then Abdul Hakim, for people who uh, you know might not be aware of who you are. So, just uh, you know, from my side, I know Abdul Hakim as uh, as my hijama practitioner. Uh, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah um, you know, whenever I go to see Abdul Hakim, I always leave there uh, drained of uh, bad blood, feeling a lot lighter, and uh, you know, generally speaking, um, yeah, yeah j- just feeling a lot healthier. Without necessarily knowing the, the, the kind of the, the scientific reasons for that, whatever. It's just generally speaking, I feel better and it's a sunnah. So Alhamdulillah, it's something that I enjoy. But, you know, maybe we can get into that a bit more into in, in this Allah. podcast. Um, bro. But just generally speaking then, Abdul Hakeem, what's your background? Where, where are you from? Uh, you're Moroccan. Were you born there? Were you born here?
1: Okay, so Alhamdulillah, I'm from Morocco. Uh, both my parents are from Morocco. Um, alhamdulillah, I was born in the UK, uh, Paddington to be precise. <laughs> um, alhamdulillah, I grew up uh, in uh, Northwest London with a normal uh, education. Alhamdulillah, I got my GCSEs, got my the basics, the A levels, the normal process part of the system. Then I went on to university, uh, graduated with a BA, bachelor's degree in criminology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, um, I was always intrigued um, and always interested uh, in the aspect of uh, health whether it was from a medical uh, point of view, whether it, it was from a holistic point of view or a, a natural, uh, naturopathic uh, medicine kind of approach. So from a young age, you know, we as, as my parents, growing up with my parents from a young age, uh, my parents were quite health conscious. My father, uh, my mother, um, who in, in Morocco, they, 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 were, they were kind of born and bred and lived uh, in the mountains. And, um, as you know, subhanallah, they, like every summer we would go to Morocco, uh, my granddad uh, may Allah have mercy on him Amazing. we would We would go to the mountains, and um I saw a different way or a different kind of system of living life where, believe it or not, like the first time we would go, there was no electricity uh you know it's we're talking awesome, yeah. we're talking ten years plus, plus, you know there was no such thing as smartphones, um, yeah, we had the normal mobile phones and whatnot but you know i mean if, i mean in those those times when we did go to the mountains there was no electricity mm-hmm. uh, light light was through um gas gas cylinders and and you had the 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 I'm sure we have them back home maybe you have it in pakistan and you know sub asian continent countries where they have like a little uh fabric and you light it and the gas feeds into that kind of fabric so it was quite um kind of old school yeah. basic very 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 primitive and very very natural in a sense mm-hmm. that um you know, the food that we would consume was for the, from the earth, um, the cattle that we had, everything was grass-fed, mm-hmm. everything was organic, uh, the sun. Um, and subhanAllah, like, I remember going to Morocco and my uncle, um, this was when I was quite young, and I, and I saw my uncle who was quite, he was quite healthy and he was like, in, in, in his stature, he's not really big, as in mm-hmm. tall, but subhanAllah, he was very, very strong, very, very healthy, and he was quite, you know, his body, you could tell that his body was solid. So I said to him, you know, in those times I was really getting into the gym and lifting the weights and, you know, a little naive, uh, you know, myself, I was asking him, so like, what, what, what gym do you go to? So he looked at me and he started laughing. He's like, you know, like uh, my, my nephew, like in the mountains, there is no gyms in it. Mm. This is ha- like how we live is functional movements. Yeah. Going, walking, lifting, going to the water supply, lifting the barrels, just that kind of natural kind mm. of um, way of life. And I loved it. And subhanAllah, like, you know, the eggs were free range, like, and everything was just so natural. Mm-hmm. And I would notice certain things about my body pertaining to my body where when I would go, I would feel solid. And when, we, you know, sometimes, yeah. And, you know, because I've tried so many different types of, and this is just my journey. Everyone's got a journey because I'm kind of self-obsessed with the- and nutrition and trying to, you know, uh, achieve optimal health, you know, by the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and trying to just study more and delve into that kind of, uh, into that kind of science. Um, you know, I was obsessed. So um, I really did take an interest and tried everything. Uh, and subhanAllah, you can tell the difference. You can tell how healthy your body feels um, because you start to feel your body. You're very, very aware within yourself. A lot of people, unfortunately, they don't know their, 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 their body, they, 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 they're not very aware of, of how they feel, uh, very conscious of the, their physiological uh, self. So obviously, later on, like I said, I went to uni, I went to Saudi, got a little after uni, I went to Saudi, but I was always into that health, always into a cupping, wet cupping, alternative therapies, um, integrated therapies, but I really didn't take it serious, it was more of a side thing for myself and i went to saudi and um subhanallah fortunately i became very very ill i had an had an infection uh, infection in my colon um which led me to have uh, it was a which led me after one to suffer from irritable bowel syndrome um and i really suffered subhanallah like you know it's amazing because you know you i learned you know the the, the importance of the gut mm. and um i decided to go back into hijama do hijama on myself and i started to notice my health uh, improving alongside not just cupping so we have to understand that health is a, it's important to have a holistic approach on health health isn't just eating healthy health isn't just exercising health isn't uh, just what you put inside your body it's a whole package um, and this is what uh, we at Sunnah Remedies try to push and uh, subhanAllah I started doing cupping started to go back into it uh, and then uh, alhamdulillah it was obviously it was me and my wife who actually founded Sunnah Remedies Um, and then obviously the rest is history bro and we've been doing it since then so it's been I think six or seven years now MashaAllah but obviously I was always like I was always like the first time I was exposed to to, to, like I said from a young age I, I started gym because we know gym to be and I w- it wasn't. It was. It was. It wasn't just gym. I was always into martial arts. I started. I was doing. You know, many, many, dif- many different types of of martial arts. Uh, um, I was always into sports. Always into health. All, but it was just. The, it was just a, 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 an evolution, like a, a kind of progress and and different stages, different stages of my life that kind of alhamdulillah, progressed and moved on from that that previous stage uh, until I alhamdulillah, taala you know allowed us to reach to where we are today. Um, and it's uh, like I said, alhamdulillah, through experience, um, through experimenting with my own body before my clients, uh, which is more, in, which, which obviously is very, very important. Um, and taking certain supplements or herbal um, extracts or different herbs, experimenting with different herbs, different diets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, subhanAllah, learning that not everybody is the same and, you know, my body may be different to your body and your body will react differently to mine. And that's something that's very, very, very important. So it's not... And, and you learn so many, you know, so obviously we're trying to touch on briefly, um, mm. but this is how Sunnah Remedies was formed. And you obviously learn that not every... Not every... Um, it's not every size fits all kind of thing. And that's something that... These are the many, many lessons that you learn throughout that journey. And uh, that's how Sunnah Remedies was really, uh, Alhamdulillah, was brought about
0: mashaallah man and um just uh, just talk about that 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 transition then from actually you know doing uh, I- i'm guessing that you had some sort of normal job uh, that you were doing you're working for somebody else i'm guessing and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there you transition into setting up your own business and and obviously for you know here at no risk no risk you know we're we're all about people who are you know going after their dreams and creating a business and creating a brand um you know based on their their passions and their dreams and what they want to do so what was what was that transitional moment for you where you just decided that you know what well, i can't do this no more i must uh create sun remedies
1: so believe it or not, I I at one point in, uh, at one point in time I had three jobs.
2: Okay, so
1: a lot of people like they don't know like, any you know, my I I strongly believe that in order to succeed mm. in life, it's a prerequisite and it's an obligation that you do something that you enjoy. Um, I didn't believe it or not, I didn't start Synod Remedies with the intention that it was going to be a career or it was going to mm. be. Because I didn't really, for me, it's not a career. For me, it's a way of life. For me, it's how, obviously, yes, I do earn a living. And alhamdulillah, we all have to earn a living because that's how you survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my intention was, you know what, I'm going to start selling remedies to be a millionaire. And it still isn't. You know, if I wanted to be rich, I would have done something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but alhamdulillah, I do earn, alhamdulillah, a living, which, alhamdulillah, for me is, you know, is my, like, you know, you, you have your kind of um, brand, no, no, no risk, no risk. Mm-hmm. As in your risk will come to you regardless, whether it's through hijama, whether it's through um, a podcast, whether it's through um, a business. But the main thing is don't. The main thing is trying your best to kind of do something that you enjoy because if you enjoy it, you will you you will excel in it. Um, a lot of people, are, we live in a day and age where a lot of people they will look at something and they'll think, you know, okay, I'm gonna do it because obviously I see him. You know, obviously, like, you know, we live in a day and age where social media is very prevalent, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on in- Twitter, um, whatever kind of means uh, Snapchat, um, whatever it is, people are very, very deceived by the outward appearance of, of certain people's pages. And they think, okay, my man's doing this and he looks like he's earning, you know, money. And they don't know that the guy's probably got debt and he's living on a credit card. and uh, it's, and it's and, and to be honest, that's the wrong way to go about um, you know, research and what you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, actually, the reason why i obviously first and foremost the reason why I'm I am where I am today, and I and I still have a lot, a long, long, long way to go to reach my dreams. Is because mm-hmm. first and foremost, Allah's Allah's tawfiq, Allah's permission, and the support of my family, and also because I love what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love. I genuinely. Actually, I don't know what it is, but for me. I love doing integrated therapies, I love advising people about their health. It's just how, it's just from a very, very young age, this is how I've always been. You know, Alhamdulillah, I've always been like this, and I've always enjoyed it, and I've always found myself to excel uh, when it comes to reading. I can only read, obviously Alhamdulillah, I can read many, many books, but Mm -hmm. my obsession is reading a lot of health journals. My my wife will tell you, you know, reading health journals, reading medical journals, reading research, uh, reading books pertaining to nutrition, um so this is just you know my my advice is always do something that you love do something that make you know what ibn qayyim rahimahullah and i mentioned this in one of the podcasts with the uh, with a brother that i said to him ibn qayyim rahimahullah is a famous scholar he said that when say for example as as a father when you have a child or when you have children whether it's a son or a daughter and you see that they have a potential or they have a gift that allah has given them always try to focus and try to channel a lot of energy into that p- p- specific um skill or that specific talent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given
2: them and
1: invest and invest in that and try to push them, you know, to the heights of that, of that mm. particular uh, profession. Why? Because they will excel. Um, so for me, um, like I said, I was working free jobs. Um, I was uh, doing a bit of charity work uh, that was part-time. Um, I was working in another clinic. Um, may Allah reward them. To be honest, actually, they helped me a lot. Um, I, was always, I will always be indebted to them. Um, You know the the, the, the the there was two brothers that actually opened. I think they were they were actually they were the first clinics to open in London before all these other clinics. Like they were. Subhanallah. I was um, very very fortunate to work with these brothers, brother Yasin uh, and uh, Doctor uh, Yav. Um, alhamdulillah He's a doctor and he helped me a lot. He kind of. You know, I learned, I was, I was basically his, his kind of, you know, he was my mentor and I was this hmm. little, uh, what do they call it? What is a apprentice? Yeah. yeah. And because he was a doctor at the time, I would ask him a lot of patients would come in and this was the very, very, very first few years that I actually started taking, um, uh, wet and integrated therapy, sports therapies very seriously. So, so for example, from a medical type of the, uh, from a medical approach, I would always have to ask him, okay, um, a patient's come in with a, B and C in terms of medical history. They are on method and example, blood thinners. Mm-hmm. Am I able to kind of do the procedure? Am I able to do A, B, and C? And he would kind of guide me through that process. And um, alhamdulillah, like, you know, I worked there for, I think, four to five years. I was with them four years or five years. And um, alhamdulillah, uh, that, was a, that was very, very fruitful. I, I took a lot from there. Um, it, it wasn't a thing of I just jumped into my own kind of thing and I started doing whatever. I, without mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I done my own, I done diplomas. I was always doing courses. Uh, It wasn't these two-day courses. It wasn't those three-day courses. It was a mixture. It was a lot of things. Um, It was diplomas. It was, alhamdulillah, currently trying to... uh, We've done ICAT. Uh, We're on that that path as well at the moment. So we're always learning. You're continuously learning. Um, Because a lot of people, they like to simplify uh, hijama, which is very, very dangerous. uh, Because uh, you're seeing patients that have... Chronic illnesses um, You know I'm not saying Like yes you have These two three day courses Which they're very very good To provide you with Like a little introduction But as in to start Seeing patients Who are suffering from You know Real medical uh, History illnesses Or chronic illnesses um, it's, it's It's very 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 dangerous Because mm-hmm. You know We understand in our religion Even the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam He That's says true. Whoever Whoever takes part uh, A position of, of Medical practice And ends up harming uh, The patient then he would be responsible in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. So it's not just about getting a cup, whacking it on, making the little incisions. Mm-hmm. Um we all, you know, we're all gonna make mistakes, but make sure that you're on that path of of knowing, of of educating yourself and knowing what to do, when to do, and how to do.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And for everybody watching, one of the things that um I think uh, everybody watching you all know um is that the guests that, that we have on, on the Riz podcast are uh, only the, the the cream of the crop, you know, we only we only work try. with people who are, you know, excelling and they're at the top of their game uh, in whatever that may be um, and, uh, you know, someone like Brother Abdul Hakeem, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, client base and customer base, um, you know, has worked with the likes of people uh, like Anthony Joshua, uh, Ottoman Azaiter, mm-hmm. uh, Abu Azaiter, uh mashallah, even like Hax goes to see you, uh mashallah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's uh, there's 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 a reason why I'm mentioning that and that's because you know these are people who um you know are at the top of their game and they're coming to Abdul Hakim for uh, this type of treatment. So um I just wanted to emphasize that point for people who are listening, um, you know, just to kind of really, really let this information that you're saying sink in deep because um, you know, champions literally listen to your advice as well um, just just on on that topic you know um people like um uh you know ottoman azaitar and Azataya, anthony joshua you know what what can you tell us about their mentality just on a bit of a side note, what can you tell us about their mentality and what have you learned from being around them
1: you know what subhanallah when i when i done um anthony joshua for the first time it wasn't a thing that was it wasn't planned it was a thing of obviously you know, I was I was going to do uh, hijama and wake up in and um, the grass and you know integrated therapies. I was gonna, I was going to do it for um, uh, brother Latz, uh, mm-hmm. who, who people know him as Healthy Mindset, and it happened to be that you know um, AJ was there and he saw and, and, and masha, he wanted to try it. So, but I think he'd done his research before. Um, but you know what. When you first meet, so for example, obviously these people are big and they're in, they're, they're in the limelight and they're quite popular. Whether it's um, Abu Zaitar uh, or um, Uthman uh, Zaitar. Uh, and uh, for me, obviously, because um, I've been working with, especially the Zaitar family, Allahumma barikum, I'm quite you know, uh, close to them in a sense, so I've been working with them for a while. Uh, they all have one thing in common, which, you know, they're quite humble. Um, even uh, AJ, uh, Anthony Joshua... Um, when you when you kind of first initially meet them obviously i mean generally everyone you know when you first meet somebody who you 've never met you are a bit you know not not you're a bit cautious and naturally unfortunately in the world that we do living in uh, that we are living in sorry where there is um a lot of people who are only out there for their kind of personal gains and naturally they would always have that kind of barrier up but obviously when you kind of start to get to know them very very humble very down to earth um and you know it, it's when you're when you're in this kind of World, it's everything is built on trust because at the end of the day, someone's coming to me with their body, someone's coming to me um, with their health issues, with their injuries, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, trust is very, very important. You know, you're not going to give your body to anybody, are you? Especially if your body is the means to you earning an income. Absolutely. Like, like you know, and so obviously, in, and even in terms of like, obviously, yeah, you can say to you, yeah, they have a mindset of champion, they work hard. You know, everybody can see that. they're, they're You know, they're very disciplined. Um, you know, uh, they're always chasing their dreams. Even, say, for example, some of us here, yeah, when we do try to chase our dreams, you know, when we come across certain obstacles uh, and things are not going our way, we're very, very quick to kind of, you know what, nah, this is mm. long, it's not working. What's the point? And actually, I've had, you know, me and my wife, actually, we've had certain, um, you know, many, 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 many times where, bro, like, things have gone wrong or um things are a struggle whether it's financially whether it's so and alhamdulillah even we're still you know not to say that we're a million not not we're millionaires or whatever but just so many things and even up until now we still have to keep it we we still have to keep riding we still have to keep going um we can't stop we have to be consistent consistency is king that is you know being consistent is is very very important so and you learn those things from those individuals whether it's Ottman Zaitar, abu Bakr Zaitar, or anthony joshua and achi, just trying your best to visualize your dream and going after it uh, mm-hmm. and for me achi, character is very very important in it you can be the best achi, but if you're, if you're someone who's quite arrogant someone who's um very you know nasty and, or good to be around achi, very negative energy and always pes- always uh, pessimistic achi, you don't want to be around that individual so mm-hmm. Me personally, akhi, from the first, from the from the only time and the first time of meeting AJ and working with um, Abu Zaitar and Uthman Zaitar for many many years, Alhamdulillah. Achi, their character, man. Nobody's, I'm not perfect, akhi, but mm-hmm. their character for me is very very important, and Achi is cool. They're like, you know, one of the lads, akhi, very low, you know, down to earth. And for me, Achi, your character is very very important, and that's mm-hmm. that's gonna take you a long way. And we know the, the importance of character in our religion.
0: Absolutely, man, and I think. Um, that's such a, a that's such a important point that and you're right we don't tend to focus on that because you can have all the skill you can have all the talent you can have all the money in the world but if you've got a bad character bad personality no one's going to want to work with you anyway yeah. uh, so especially in the fighting game as well because you can pick and choose who you want to fight so if you don't like someone you can just give you know skip the opportunity so you know i think uh, personality and, and and character is very very important in succeeding nowadays maybe in in past times you could uh, you know you didn't need to but i think nowadays that humility is, is so, so important to have, mashallah, so... Um, yeah, and you, really see it, and, you,
1: and you see it, I mean, like, say for example, like, why are these, why are these guys popular?
0: Because
1: they have, they have, the, the, you know, say for example, like, a lot of people have called AJ the people's champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Abu Zaytar as well, because like I said, I see a lot of the charity work that he does, yeah, like, people yeah. like him. He don't have to do that stuff. He doesn't have to, but, actually, from, because you know what is he hasn't forgotten where he's come from in that mm-hmm. sense. Do you understand? Yeah, he's sorting himself out, but at the same time, once he's sorting himself out, He's helping other people. And, you know, many people have referred to Anthony Joshua as the people's champion. Mm. You know why? Because he tries to give back to his community, mm-hmm. you know, because he's been there. Um, so he don't, he don't forget, yeah, he's doing good with himself, but at the same time, he's always giving back. And that's very, very important.
0: Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And they, they, don't,
1: they don't have to do that. How many, how many athletes and how many celebrities, they don't care. Mm. They, they, they do their own thing. Like, you know, you have even... If you're talking about the, the current situation, mm-hmm. you have big boys. You have celebrities. Um, you know the likes of uh, Victoria Beckham, who's even furloughing her her her, her, her staff, her, her, the people that, that that work for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, going to the you know, obviously that, that's that's her choice. But in a sense mm-hmm. of you know, you're in a position of wealth and, and 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 stature where you can easily look after your clients. But mm-hmm. you know, they 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 say each to their own you know it's crazy and it? it's, it's you see you just see the difference like khabib yeah. why is khabib you know khabib khabib no no why is why is he so popular why do people like him even with the kind of the whole thing with conor mcgregor and khabib and conor mcgregor sending sending for for our religion sending mm-hmm. for his for his dad Sending for the, the people of Dagestan, offending mm. them. But Habib was very, very, he kept his cool. He kept his character. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously in the ring, it was something different. Why? Because it's in the ring, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah. but why, why was he so liked? Because actually, his character, because Mm-mm. he was a man, he was a man that tried to be a man of God, a man of character, a man of mm. morals. And, you know, people, actually, people were burning because they wanted him to react, but he didn't react.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So we see, we see character is very important, bro
0: absolutely man 100% and zakar for saying that man that's, that's a good reminder um so i want to i want to uh, kind of move more into the topic of ramadan now um before we get into more of the kind of the um physical side of things i wanted to speak more from uh, you know from a spiritual perspective about ramadan uh, in terms of uh, ramadan to you personally Abdul hakim uh, what does ramadan mean to you um from in all perspectives and For people watching this, why is Ramadan so important?
1: Um, Ramadan is very, very important because Ramadan means salvation. Ramadan means earning uh, the forgiveness of God. Uh, Ramadan means um, cleansing your soul. Um, Ramadan means cleansing your heart. Because we know that our heart is full of diseases um, and nobody's exempt from that. Um, And the Prophet, look, if we're talking from a religious point of view, uh, what better, um, you know, example to draw upon than the example of uh, the Prophet and uh, the passages from the Qur'an. And, you know, the Prophet said in many hadith that um, whoever, like he said in one hadith that uh, may the nose um, of the individual be rubbed in sand. When if Ramadan approach, so there's there's a hadith where the Prophet, he uses the statement may the nose of a person be rubbed in, in dust, and that's an Arabic uh, metaphor or example for may you know uh, how can you not take the opportunity, mm-hmm. or you're like a loser if you don't take yeah, the opportunity, yeah, yeah. you're a big loser. Like you've missed out on a big opportunity. So the Prophet said, "May the nose of the the person be rubbed in dust." If so, there's three individuals. So the first one is if his mom and dad um, reach an old age and he does not attain jannah by provide by by being of service to them. Uh, so may his nose be rubbed in dust. The second one is may his nose be rubbed rubbed in dust when the Prophet his name is mentioned and he doesn't say sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And the last one may the individual's nose be rubbed in dust if Ramadan approaches him and he is alive to witness it and he and he does and he does not attain forgiveness for all of his sins. In a sense that these things are very very easy mm. to attain. So, you must be someone who is very, very deprived of the mercy of Allah mm. to not attain these things because they are easy in, in, in essence. Um, you know, the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever fasts Ramadan, Mansama Ramadan, and Imana Wahhtisaba, Gufirah Lahu Mata Min that whoever fasts the month of Ramadan out of Iman, out of the belief of Allah and expecting the reward from Him, then his sins are forgiven. Uh, and what, what greater gift is there? Um, for your sins to be yeah. forgiven so, You know to, to have a clean slate uh, with your Creator, you know to have a clean slate with your Lord
0: Bro, let me let me tell you something mad. Yeah, this is this is just something that I've been thinking about the last few days And, and obviously I'm I'm sharing this on the podcast um, You know for for everybody to watch and, and it's a bit of a mad one, but um, you know as Muslims You know, we 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 understand death we understand the concept of death and death is very integral part of our Islam because that is almost like uh, the end of the, well, it is, it's the end of the line for, for this test that we're in. Um, and uh, I was thinking about it recently, because when people die, um, you know, close people, uh, especially like, it doesn't necessarily phase me. It doesn't necessarily affect me that deeply, you know, um, not in a, not in a, in a negative way, but just in the sense of, I understand that you know this this person has a soul which is now on a separate journey. It's in a different plane. You know it, it's it's on it's on its way to, to to Allah, and and there's nothing that we can do about it. We we do what we can to to help the person in their grave, um, and you know we, we look forward to um, you know continuing building our de- good deeds. And what's mad is I was just, I was actually thinking about you know death itself and how scary that moment of death must be. You know when you're when you're you know, inches away or you know, moments away from your death, however you're dying. That is a very, very scary thought. And that that got me back on, this, uh, on the musalla because I was just thinking all this work that I'm doing, you know, in this lockdown period, I've been working very, very hard. You know, inshallah, we've got a new collection dropping tomorrow, inshallah, uh, for the clothing brand. And, uh, you know, I've been working crazy to, to get this complete. And uh, And just last night, you know, as we're approaching the launch day, I was just thinking, what is the point of all of this is if I'm not using more time for that moment where I will have so much regret because, you know, all these years that we've been living we're we've only got one destination, which is death. So why am I wasting so that, that moment and that time? And you know, subhanAllah, like you're saying, you know, you know um, that hadith that a person is a loser if they are not forgiven you know, in Ramadan. So it's like such an easy, easy one month and your whole life sins can be forgiven subhanallah it's it's uh, it's incredible man um and 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 the reason i wanted to mention that is because when i ask people do you have any questions um, uh, you know obviously knowing what you do that they, they were very much related to um you know the body and health and stuff like that but you know i think it's it's good to just have that reminder that you know what this isn't a month just about not eating food you know of what i mean course. it's not just about not eating food it's yeah. about everything so you um, know spawnla you know in terms of in terms of the actual um, body then uh, a lot of people have asked questions about um, fasting and the body and how it's affected uh, through fasting um, so can you just give us a bit of a, a an idea or you know an understanding towards especially here in the UK we have we have quite long fasts. you know Alhamdulillah they they're getting shorter now um, but they're still about 17 hours long Um what is what is going to happen to people's bodies over the, these next few weeks? And what, what can people look forward to in terms of negative effects or, you know, certain pains or withdrawal symptoms that they might get? Um, and then also, what can they look forward to in terms of the strength and the benefit that they can gain uh, physically through Ramadan?
1: Okay, before I touch upon that, I just wanted to touch upon your point about death. And I find <laughs> it very... Death... Uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about death. You know, mm-hmm. it's a mood, it's a mood killer. You're gonna dead off the the dead of the vibe. And but actually, the reality is the only thing that is guaranteed in this world is death. You understand?
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: You know, and death and your rizq, death and your provision. You know, uh, and many you know your death follows you like your rizq. So don't worry about that. Um, but. It, death isn't an integral part Only to Muslims or Islam mm. Death is an integral part To the whole human race And to everything that lives Absolutely. Because everything that lives Is not eternal The only eternal being Is your creator Is the source Is Allah He is the source of life He is And, and to be honest Yeah um, Bro you know what Proper annoys me Akhi, When people start to refer it Like refer to The higher being Or you know, and I've seen it actually done. Uh, you know, like Muslims have done this, mm-hmm. and, and it jars me so much. And it's like they always refer to the universe, or the universe will give mm. back. Or, yeah, and yeah, for yeah. me, actually, this is this is disrespectful, and this is, is dangerous. It can also fall into shirk. You know, what universe? The universe yeah. is the universe. <laughs> the universe can do nothing itself. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: The universe is expanding, yeah, but the what's the universe going to do? Like, what's the universe going to give you? It's not universe. It's the source of decree, it's the source of life. It is Allah, it is the creator.
0: The universe is just planets and objects what's, and dust, you know yeah,
1: what I mean? <laughs> and it's it proper, like all like karma or like these things, they are they are dependent. The yeah. universe is dependent, the, the universe is not independent. The universe is expanding and will eventually. Uh, Ceases to exist when Allah decides for it to stop existing, and for me, akhi, it, it's because We're Muslims, here, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, we're so lost, and, and we just follow, we're just followers, we're not leaders, yeah, we don't want to be leaders, we just want to follow the crowd, in it blindly, you know. Uh, what universe? That like, stop with this universe talk. Like, it's not a universe, it's God, it's Allah, it's the Creator. Like the universe is not going to give you nothing. Keep, keep, keep wanting from the universe. It's not the universe, it's Allah. Don't be, it's like they're shy. It's like they mm-hmm. they're embarrassed almost yeah. to say the They're Allah, Allah, Allah. scared to
0: say God, you know. Nowadays, oh, God, like, because because you know God, yeah,
1: is... God is because God is uh, the concept of God is, um, is 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 mocked or belittled or uh, it's not cool enough. It's not hippie enough. It's not mm. uh, it's not fashionable enough. Like, what are you talking about, like universe? But coming back to death anyway, you know, and for me, actually, proper, you know what, when I see like non-Muslims doing it, obviously you don't, obviously because non-Muslims, they don't know better, they, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in a sense that like, they don't know, they don't know about, you know, God, how meth- meth- meth-
0: we know about they God. They don't have that or, knowledge in their heart or they don't have that Yeah, diet. yeah, because you know I mean? maybe they haven't,
1: maybe not all of them, but some of them, they haven't studied, but you're a Muslim and you're talking this smack.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: like do you understand? Actually? Like this is some, 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 some. I don't know what you're taking, but you're taking some good stuff in it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, actually, look, going back to death, bro. Death is the only thing that is guaranteed in you know? it, and whether we like it or not, you know, what what's obviously like actually, I'm for me personally, I'm for um achieving your goals um in the dunya, you know, I'll, you know, in terms of. Uh, career in terms of, you know, going out there and making money and, you know, being a hustler and, you know, making it, it's not haram. I, you know, I like the good things in life. I like nice clothes. I like, you know, I would like to reach a stage where I'm, uh, inshallah, I'm comfortable whatever it is what I do. And if, that's nothing like haram. If, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows for me to, to maybe even to test me with that or even to, to bless me with mm. that, alhamdulillah, why not? But in the sense of what is the point of you being successful? What is the point of you being a millionaire? What is the point of you um, achieving all this these things when the reality is you haven't uh, you haven't pleased allah mm. and and after you can't and after you probably won't enjoy all of your earnings when you do die you know it's going to be peak in a sense that what have you to show for it you understand like, all that all those things that you acquired is not really going to benefit you so you're not really going to take it with you mm. to the grave um so we have to really really think smart in a sense of uh, yep don't 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 forget to enjoy yourself, but also uh, don't forget the, the hereafter or life after death, as we know it as Muslims, where you probably spend, um, will definitely spend many eternity compared to sixty, seventy, eighty years um, in this uh, finite, mm. uh, short period of life. Uh, and actually, uh, death doesn't death death it, it, it doesn't it doesn't. Um, discriminate it doesn't discriminate whether you're you're white you're black you're chinese you're, you're young you're african old. you're old you're rich uh you're a boxer you're a, you're a ballet dancer you're a, you're a muay thai fighter you're a doctor you're a lecturer mm. you're a phd student you're you know you you have all these credentials it doesn't care it's coming all it knows is coming it's, as soon as it gets mm-hmm. that name it's coming it's coming like no stopping it you know uh, and, and this is the reality and obviously we always look look we always have to and the reason why it's good to remember death because it always brings you back
2: it's mm. a
1: line like you know what I, you know, I'm enjoying myself A, B and C but you know what let me not forget about the reality and and, and it really you know what it, 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 it snaps you back to reality mm. it's always it's always good to have that, that 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 kind of balance it's a balance bro it's a balance and and, 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 and to be honest actually, would you would you want to live a life that that is real, or would you want to be always deceived, knowing like being under the the false perception that you know what death is a long way ahead, you're not really gonna die, blah blah blah, like it's or allowing yourself to believe like that.
0: Yeah, I was like gonna, that. I was just gonna say, you know what, the the other thing that that came to mind this uh, during this this lockdown period was um, the hadith about um, you know uh, to the nearest word, and and again I, I can't give a reference for this. Maybe I I can add it into uh, the caption below uh, once I upload this, but uh, the hadith about um, uh, 40 people at your janaza. Uh, if there's 40 people, then uh, their intercession will be accepted, or, or their, their, uh, their du'as for your, for your intercession will be accepted, uh, along those lines, and um, I remember for, for many, many years, I used to think, 40 people, that's that's a minor, you know what I mean, like, there's there's, there's 10, 15 people that are always going to be in the masjid anyway, and you know, you, you can always get 25, 30 people from your family to get there, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, that, that's, that's a minor, that, why is that so, why is that such a small number, and and now we see with coronavirus, you, you can barely get five people, you know what I mean? Six people uh, yeah. at your, your janaza. So there are no guarantees, you know, for anything in this life. So, you know... Saham.
1: So- Sah- Even that hadith, akhi, you have to understand that hadith is... Those people, those amount of people have to have a, a correct understanding uh, yeah, of, far, of, far. of Islam and, and Iman, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and also, akhi, like... Okay, say for example, the Shafa, I might be accepted and uh, don't leave it to chance and uh, look, do do things for yourself. Do you understand? Because mm. okay, the Shafa is expen- they're accepted, but how far is it gonna take you? You still got this to be a question of Allah's gonna ask you about this and that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, it's not as simple as that, bro. I wish I wish it was. Um, but unfortunately it's not that, uh, clear and it's not that simple. Now, in terms of the physiological aspect or the physiological effects of fasting on the body, Mm -hmm. um, we have to understand when we start to fast and to be honest, this is not just from myself. This is from many, many medical journals and research that the body goes in a state or the body goes into a state of uh, detoxification where toxins are being emitted, uh, into the blood to later on be uh, taken out of the body. Um, a lot of people. That's why a lot of people get headaches and feel groggy, um, or you know, withdrawals because a lot of toxins are released into the blood. That's why, you right. know, especially okay. the, especially the first couple of days after after those kind of after those, those those days, you start to your body starts to clear up, your body starts to heal, um, your body's your your DNA is being um, uh, your DNA is being um, fixed or uh, healing itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, your digestive system is healing itself. Actually, um, the, the body just going through a cleanse. And without going into too much details, you what you want to do, you want to optimize that cleanse rather than fasting for those seventeen hours or eighteen hours or whatever it is. And then all you know after all those hours, um, you know, just undoing all those effects by, you know, eating very, very eating uh, refined food, unhealthy foods, oily mm. foods. Um, so you want to try to optimize um, the body's ability to kind of cleanse and heal.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And bro, just um, on that note, then what I wanted to do then is um, put some questions to you from people who uh, are watching this right now. They're people who um, uh, had uh, questions um, uh, related to uh, their health during Ramadan. Um, So I just wanted to um, put these questions to you now inshallah uh, Doing it something a little bit different to how we usually do with me just asking the questions I thought we'd make it more interactive uh, with some people. So I wanted to start off uh, with uh, one of uh, my good friends Hamza Shiraz. Uh, Hamza is a uh, professional boxer 10-0, current uh, WBO European champion uh, and only at 20 years old Uh, So uh, we asked him if he had any questions um, let me know if you can hear this. Uh, this is uh, the, we haven't tested this before, but let me know if you can hear this. He's left a voice note, so if you can't, I'll repeat the question. Inshallah. During Ramadan, uh, when does the body
1: perform its best or its peak training-wise? Did you get that? When does the body perf- When when does the body?
0: What what's what's the kind of um, peak time for uh, performance during Ramadan?
1: In terms of exercise. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Actually. It depends. Again, it depends. Um, you know, when you're, when you're in a fasted state, um, your body, as we know, is in a state of ketosis where your body starts to use... Uh, there the studies that kind of vary. Some studies say after uh, the 12-hour the period, your body starts to go into uh, a, a minor state of ketosis where your body starts to burn to use fat as fuel. As opposed to glycogen, i.e. your carbs or your, your simple sugars or whatever you have stored in the liver. Um, so it depends. For example, if you're if you're um, wanting to lift weights, if you're wanting to gain weight, if you're wanting to to do um, over over strenuous um, weightlifting, then I would say after your iftar by you know three hours, just allowing your body because obviously when you do eat, blood rushes to the stomach to help digest the food. So you don't want to be exercising straight after when the blood is, is focused or your body's focused on digesting the food. So if in terms of weights and ex- extraneous uh, exercises, um, why not you could do um, three hours, four hours after your iftar. If you wanted to kind of concentrate more on burning fats um, or maximizing the fat burning process, I would say, me personally, I like to work out, um, even whether it's weights, me, this is what I prefer and this is how my body kind of, I might not be able to get as much reps or do as much um, uh, in terms of carry as much weight but that's not really an issue for me but i would do it uh, an hour before uh, iftar mm-hmm. um, an hour and a half before just to optimize that kind of uh, state of ketosis that the body goes through
0: so you wouldn't do it um first thing like waking up in the morning 10 no 11, way. No, I, like that.
1: I wouldn't no i wouldn't okay, okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you, your best advice would be um three or four hours after you've eaten your iftar or possibly an hour, an hour, uh, hour yeah. and a half before uh, iftar, because I guess yeah, by yeah. that point, you know, yeah. you're gonna run your energy, and then you've got food coming straight away anyway. So, yeah, uh, and uh, you're
1: able as well, and you're able to concentrate on your ibadah. But say, for example, if I was to do like a workout and a very, very tough workout in the morning or after I've woken up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay, I might, I might go for my qaylula uh, after zuhr, but I might feel finished. I won't have the energy to read Quran because we want to understand that. Um uh, Ramadan is not obviously yes as, as a byproduct, our body will start to get healthier. But the, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in it, uh, fasting has been prescribed for you in order that you may gain taqwa, God conscious, mm-hmm. god being God conscious. So you don't wanna, yeah, uh, you know, it's all about the workout. No, the workout is is, is a bonus.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and and alhamdulillah, if you were to follow the basics of just eating good food your body will achieve what it needs to achieve
0: yeah i think um i think that's a really profound point actually because um we should all remember that um ramadan is the month of the quran and Sorry. uh that's that's the priority above all, all other things so of course, uh, of course you know if 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 what we're doing is is taking away from our ability to connect with allah and read quran then uh, then again what's the point in doing that thing um, okay, cool. So I've got uh, two questions here from Zahir al Khatani. Uh, Zahir is WBC Middle Eastern champion. Um, he's actually got two questions uh, about Hijama. Uh, so uh, this will be, uh, of course, uh, much related to what you guys do at Sun Remedies.
3: Akhi, a question for the brother Abdul-Hakim. In regards to Hijama, as a professional athlete, I tend to have a lot of problems with my legs. After training, I'll come close to a fight. So, how much cup do you recommend or how many how many cups do I need for my whole leg to feel good? And how does it work? Does it improve the blood flow? Do I need to get it on the, on the bottom of my feet? The second question is this. Can hijama improve our breathing? I.e., can we get cupping in our chest? And if so, does that help our breathing?
0: Did you get both those questions? Yeah, yeah.
1: For the first question, in terms of his legs,
3: um,
1: it, they feel sore. Okay, hijama could help um, improve the blood circulation. Um, but, but, you have to understand, is the brother taking, um, if he's having muscular uh, issues, yes, hijama could help. But we we'll also have to look at the, 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 the nutrition. Um, is the brother's, how is his potassium, how is his magnesium intake? Um, is he getting uh, uh, muscle spasms? um is uh, does he have a lot of lactic acid yes the the wet cupping would help um but if it's something that has to be done continuous and also incorporating dry cupping and grassland therapy to break down any scar tissue that is uh present would help him a lot
0: okay and the second question was about um breathing the second so question can... in
1: terms of breathing akhi, what does he mean does he have does he have does, does he have asthma is, is it related to asthma is it related asthma yeah
0: no, 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 I'm just saying, so it, it would really depend on It, it would depend uh, on the person. Depend.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, dry cupping and, and, and wet cupping has been shown to, to help uh, improve respiratory issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, it could help. Yeah, I, but you have to understand, bro, it's not because he, the brother's asking about how many cups, how many cups. You know what? A lot of people are under the illusion, the false illusion, and any illusion is false. Um, that uh, naturally. So uh, they have. To, it's very, very important that not to be under this illusion of, uh, how you know, it matters. The more wet cups I do, the mm. better it is. That's never the case. That isn't the case.
0: So it's, and it's more, not, more about it's, positioning of where it is. Positioning. Yeah, the, the consistency and, 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 and of how often you do consistency
1: it. Consistency and uh, you know using other uh, therapies. Other integrated therapies to help assist and to help heal the the, the actual issue.
0: Okay, cool. Sir. Rather
1: than just rather than just relying on hijama or or, or one particular aspect. You remember how we spoke about a holistic approach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's all to nutrition, hijama, integrated therapies. Um, it's the whole package, bro. It's very. We cannot simplify actually, the body's healing process to one 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 method. Mm-hmm. And I, I use many, many different types of methods and many different um, therapies and many different approaches.
0: So it would, uh, it would be, it'd be worthwhile um, having a kind of one-to-one with you and yeah, uh, talking it through, inshallah, yeah. rather than giving out general advice, which, which might be right for someone but wrong for somebody else. So Exactly. And we um, have
1: to tailor every... Look, every session is tailored to the person's body, to the person's health, uh, medical condition, injuries. Because a lot of people, they'll, t- they'll message me, they'll WhatsApp me, where they'll instagram dm me and they'll ask me some questions and it's like um i'm sorry i can't i can't give you like And they'll say, i say I, I, I have to be real with the minute mm. uh, sorry i can't i can't give you a question like you have to come in for a consultation yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's not as simple as yeah brother i have this 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 and i have to say to you no nah, i'll do this or don't do this mm. because i would be doing an injustice to you and unfortunately people in a, in a day and age people just want quick fixes mm. it doesn't work like that especially anywhere it doesn't work like that. If, if if we're looking at genuinely trying to help you and 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 sorting you out for the long term, that's not going to happen. And I, I don't like to shortchange my clients and my patients, you know. Uh, and for me, that's that's that's. Even though they 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 will be upset, that's not my my, my main concern is is actually trying to get you better, rather than just you know what. It's, some people they it's it's what it's what you need, what you not what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: Like our brother Azizi, he, he mentioned it's not, it's not what you, it's not what you need. It's what, it's not what you want. It's what you need.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. We've got another question from uh, 360 North. Um, she's asked, "What are, if any, the links of diet with mental health and well-being, and what eating patterns should we avoid?"
1: That's a very good question. So. You have the gut is known as the second brain where a lot of chemical um, processes and reactions happen, uh, including the production of serotonin and many hormones that are related to um, how the body feels, how uh, you know, the mind feels. So if your gut is in a bad place, then these chemical processes are going to be um, affected. So you're not going to feel 100% here.
0: So the food that we eat has a direct impact on of our course. mental health and our, a hundred, our mental well, well-being. A hundred, a hundred, a hundred, things like and and you know what? It's it's funny because uh, you you mentioned a little bit earlier on that people aren't really in tune with their physiology. They don't really listen to their body, and and I think that's something that I've been working on a lot more over the last uh, six or seven months. Is really trying to listen to my body and and uh, listen to, not listen to, but uh, actually see the effects of the food that I've eaten and how how my productivity and how my day is going and. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, when I'm having something dense with nutrition compared to a bottle of cocoa pops, you know what I mean? You have the cocoa pops and you feel empty inside, you know, after an hour, you feel hungry again, you know what I mean? And you look, you don't have energy, uh, and you're just going to gain weight that way because you're putting more, more rubbish into your body. Um, so, um, is there any, are there any foods that you would recommend, uh, that are good for mental health and me- mental well being?
1: Again, this question is not as simple as um, my advice is try to keep, um, try to increase your intake of of, of good quality, highly nutritious foods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get your your probiotics if you can, your fermented foods. Um, try your best to stay away from refined foods, oily foods, um, high high sugar. You know, like. Artificial sugars And all this rubbish mm. Stay away from that Because these Because the bacteria feeds um, On these kind of uh, Things uh, You know Maybe you want to In throughout Ramadan Maybe you want to reduce your, Or maybe you know Cut out your gluten um, mm-hmm. Content Or your gluten intake Because that's what I'm going to do inshallah. inshallah Um So that's it bro
0: it, It's interesting With the body um, From from my understanding and, and maybe you can correct me On this one Or Or, uh, or, or support it Is um, Things like for example Toxins that are in the body Attract more toxins to it, so it kind of collects in certain places. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's 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 really interesting because it's almost like like attracts like. So, if you're having bad stuff, it's going to have a bad effect on your body, you know what of I mean? Course, like of you course, of course, what you eat
3: 100, um,
0: 100. If you have junk, that's what's filling up your mind. Got another question here from Abdurrahman Afia from uh, Riyadh, uh, mashallah, very, uh, very, very successful leadership. Uh, consultant. Um, he had a couple of questions to ask you as well. I'll play them to you now.
3: Wa alaikum salam, rahmatullah. How you doing, brother? I pray you're well, man. Stay safe, stay strong. Okay, so I guess the question from me would probably be the standard one that flipping everybody's going to be asking, but it is what's on my mind at the moment, which is just purely what would be the, for somebody who's trying to cut weight, I've put on way too much weight recently, okay? So what would be the ideal suhoor? In the morning and the uh, and the ideal iftar to break your fast with in the evening i know the general stuff about staying away from fried food but are there any particular uh, foods in, i mean that would be uh, particularly helpful in you know uh, cutting, cutting weight without depleting myself of energy or cutting my calories too too much does that make sense that, that would be the main question that comes to mind which here um another question probably
0: we can ask the second question afterwards. Okay, in terms of weight loss, actually, look, you have to
1: understand everybody is different. People's metabolic rates are different. If there's an imbalance in in hormones, uh, that will affect. So it's not as simple as obviously yes, uh, eating uh, healthy food, um, trying your best to 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 reduce. You are going to have to reduce your calories. Now you know everybody, you know, is is, is knows that you know it is. It's not yes. It might not be as simple as calorie deficit. There are many, many things that are involved behind this calorie deficit, um, and it's important that uh, the hormones your your balance is a hormone your your hormones are balanced. Um, certain um, uh, uh, functions in the body are going how they should go, um, but you are gonna have to reduce your calories. Uh, try your best to stay away from, like we said, artificial sugars. Try your best, like I said before. Iftar, have a nice little workout, um, and these are the advice face value that I can give pertaining to the brother specifically. This would have to be another discussion.
0: Right. Okay. Understood. Um, there's there's some there's some foods, for example, like you know porridge for sahur and and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: you have you have compound. You have like sorry, not compound. You have complex carbohydrates mm-hmm. um, that will help you to keep full for long, uh, as they are slow releasing and they'll help you throughout the day. So they won't tax his energy um, reserves as much, um, but regardless, that is going to happen eventually. Uh, because, like I said, if he doesn't want to, if he wants to lose weight, he will have to keep his calorie uh, intake um, obviously not too low, but obviously he has to reduce his calorie calorie intake. Um, he can have a protein. Protein is very, very good, uh, as it also keeps you full for longer periods. So whether it's free range, you know, farm raised eggs or farm they call them organic eggs or um, unpasteurized eggs um, whether it's um, grass fed protein so these things will help him to keep uh, full throughout the day um, or he could kind of just have uh, a suhoor that could keep him well hydrated throughout the day whether it's watermelon uh, dates uh, not too much dates because as you know dates are high uh, in, 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 in calorie as well but they're also very very um, highly um, dense in terms of nutrition uh, and health uh, benefits, so you won't have to take that much. A lot of people actually, when they even when breaking fast, 11, seven, twelve, eleven, fifteen dates. Where are you going? What are you, What are you doing? Like, what What are you doing? That. Like,
0: so uh, things like fried food, what What type of impact does it have have on the body, especially during Ramadan? Then there
1: there have been a lot of studies actually, in terms of um, the oils that are used to fry. Um, you know, they 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 can be they, they can block your receptors. Um, your 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 thyroid receptors, you they could block. They could have a lot of impact on um, the meta, me- metabolic uh, reaction of the body. Um, they could affect your your body in many many bad ways. Yeah, yani, generally speaking.
0: Right. Okay. And is are you more vulnerable with, on an empty stomach like that, or is it just generally speaking? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because your body is going to absorb it much more because you haven't eaten for the whole day, mm. and the first thing that you that you eat. It's you're, you're, because you've been fasted You've been in the fasted state for so long Anything that you, anything that you digest Your body is going to absorb it naturally very
0: quicker Ah oh, subhanAllah Okay So the, the, if you put in bad Again going to the, the junk of the bad and the good If you put in the bad Your body's going to take all of that quicker and absorb Especially it you, because your body hasn't mm-hmm. had
1: no, Your body hasn't had nothing to eat For a good 17-18 yeah, yeah, hours yeah. So as soon as it latches on to whatever it's given It's going to be
0: absorbed straight away Right, okay. What, um, uh, what, what type of food are you going to be having for Iftar?
1: Okay, I'm going to be on a program, inshallah. Um, our brother Muhammad Bouazizi from the uh, Delete Lifestyle. Um, I'm going to be on his, his program, which is similar, but Allahumma Barik, to what I normally do, but it's, it's much more um, enhanced. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably have uh, bone broth, um, a little bit of dates here and there, uh, some greens, and that's about it, bro.
0: Right. Okay. So, so more soups, liquids, soups that, and salads. Yeah. And yeah. That.
1: Salads. Um, if I, I, I am going to consume fish, mm-hmm. some salmon, uh, maybe a little bit of beef, good quality grass-fed beef here and there, um, sparingly. But yeah, that's about
0: it. One, one question that I have as well, especially on, on this topic of you know suhoor, iftar, uh, and what you're eating. Um, another question that I, I personally had was um, your sleeping pattern. Um, and I know that you mentioned uh, sleeping uh, in in one of your recent podcasts as well and the importance of sleep Um, so what would be you know a a good uh, sleeping pattern for people to keep a lot of people stay up the whole night and then sleep the day other people who work will you know still need to keep the normal uh, you know routines Um, what what is optimal Uh, you know we know the sunnah kind of sleeping pattern is that what you're going to be going for as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, Ramadan, like I said, obviously Ramadan, sometimes you might not have a choice. Uh, you have to live with what you're given in a sense of, yeah, you might have to compromise, but there are other opportunities. So for example, like where everyone's in lockdown, majority of people are in lockdown. Um, this is the perfect opportunity to kind of optimize your ibadah, your health, because um, you're not going to work. How many times have you heard, oh, you know what, if only I didn't have to go to work, I'll be much more organized, mm. but boy, you know what, now's the opportunity, you're in isolation, lockdown. So... Um, you can sleep after, obviously, you can sleep after your, it depends. Some people, actually like to pray Qiyam. So, for example, you would sleep after Isha, wake up last quarter, last week, because you this is the Ramadan, you know, this, mm-hmm. this is the proper time that you are going to be able to pray, last further than night. Maybe you want to pray a few Raka'at after Isha. Um, so you're sleeping in between that. And then after Fajr, you'll pray Fajr, and then you go back to sleep, you know, depending on whether you're going to work, you can sleep. And you try not to sleep in too late and you obviously want to wake up before Dhuhr. Um, but this is something personal to the person. Um, but me personally, I would try my best. To, obviously, I've got kids, so it's, it's very hard to get sleep anyway.
2: Um,
1: try my best to go to sleep after Dhuhr if I can. And uh, that's it, wherever I can. Obviously, not sleeping after Asr or sleeping after Maghrib, after I've eaten. I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really advise it. I don't think it's healthy. Um, so sleeping whenever you can, bro, in a sense of after Dhuhr. Mm-hmm. Um, after Isha and um, after
0: Fajr. And uh, things like light exercising. So, we had a lot of questions about, you know, from people who are non athletes about general exercising. Um, you know, I'm guessing the same, same advice to them an hour before Iftar or yeah, 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 possibly yeah, yeah. an hour or something after that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, okay. as
1: in three hours after Iftar, or three hours after Iftar.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: uh, an hour, or two hours before Iftar.
0: Yeah, so that's that's advice for anyone, whether they're an athlete or non-athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Inshallah. the last question that we had was from uh, Brother uh, Habib, uh, Bibo1701, uh, and he asks...
3: Many people say you should track your macros and calories. Um, however, when you're eating out or when you're... Eating, say, at a friend's house, you don't know what ingredients or measurements they use. So what approach would you take um, to track your calories and macros in that situation?
1: Did you get that? Yeah, yeah. just enjoy yourself and don't overeat. (laughs) You're invited, innit? Obviously, like, make sure that you are trying your best to, uh, it depends, innit, if you have no choice and you're invited, try your best to eat as healthy as you can Mm -hmm. and um, enjoy yourself. Just don't overeat, inshallah. You know, we have the guideline of the Prophet He said that a few, a few mouthfuls or a few um, morsels of food is sufficient for the son of Adam. Mm-hmm. And if he chooses to go past that, then a third for water, and a third for for food, and a third for for, for air to so for him to breathe in, mm-hmm. for him to actually be able to breathe. Because some people, actually, when they're walking out of some people's houses, actually, they're unable to breathe.
0: <laughs> I think Taravi is always uh, the funniest one because you've always uh, people breathing, the, yeah. the burping and. So that's, Allah. Yeah, may Allah protect us, man. I mean, I mean that that's definitely uh, one of the things that we're going to miss this Ramadan. Uh, but uh, yeah, inshallah, yeah. inshallah. Um, just th- those are the questions that are over from uh, from some of the uh, the people who who participated. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, I think, just two last questions from from myself personally. So I've been doing um, a bit of research in terms of things like dopamine, for example. Um, And what I've kind of come to an understanding is that Ramadan is an amazing month for you to break habits and create new habits because you're, you know, you're, you know, whatever sins that you're doing outside Ramadan, you're not doing those anymore, which is going to change the way that your brain is operating, the way that it's making decisions and the way that it's trying to get that dopamine hit is is now different than outside Ramadan because you're not getting food, you're not going to have cigarettes during the day or, or any other type of drugs or anything like that. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, you're not going to do that anymore. So um, what, what, what's, what do you know about dopamine and, 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 and how can people kind of um, create better habits this Ramadan than uh, based on that?
1: In terms of dopamine, Akhi, um, especially when it comes to drugs, um, you try your best to replace. And Akhi, to be honest, it's a, it's a lot to do with the psyche. Try your best to, say for example, replace those bad things with good things. Always have a replacement because if, say, for example, you're in a predicament where you have to leave a particular habit because every time you, it's associated with do, your dopamine levels increasing and you get that nice feeling, try your best to find an alternative because if you can't find an alternative, you're always going to go back to that, mm. that haram. Um, and this is a concept that the scholars have spoken about um, in terms of... Um, commanding the good and forbidding the evil if you are going to forbid the evil uh, especially people who are are able to and are qualified you know students of knowledge and scholars always try to provide an alternative because this person needs an alternative hence because every time he does this bad thing his or his or this thing that might be harmful to his health the dopamine levels increase so he's so he attributes that um feeling to this particular habit so always try to find healthy alternative or an alternative or an outlet
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Brother Abdel Hakim, uh, just from my side, I just want to say a massive, massive. (laughs) Thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, I know that uh, obviously um, this is obviously a time that's impacted you uh, quite massively. You're not able to to actually see any of your clients or anything like that. Uh, So, you know, may Allah make things easy for you. Um, All of us.
1: All of us. I mean,
0: I mean, and may Allah increase us all as well. Um, and uh, I pray that uh, your Ramadan is the best Ramadan that you've ever had so um, far. Um, uh, and uh, Inshallah, Inshallah, more successes to you, my bro. So, I just um, wanted to kind of end that there and say thank you so much to to you for your time. It's a pleasure. Um, and uh, you know, I really do hope that this uh, quarantine will be over soon, Inshallah, so I can come and get my hijama done from you again. It's been sure. a while. So, uh, Inshallah, thanks so much, bro, and uh, take care. Mark Alafik. It's a pleasure.